This season is a little different. We are using tarot cards to lead us through the theme of season three, spiritual evolution in real life. And we want to share this same experience with you by letting tarot lead you in the arc of your own season, whatever that may be. So from now until October 27th, we are inviting you to leave a review for Adventures with Spirit wherever you listen to the podcast. You may be chosen to have a tarot card reading done by both of us. Jessica, what do they have to do? All you have to do is four things. One, write a review. Two, take a screenshot of your review. Three, email us that screenshot at hello at adventureswithspirit.com. And four, join our newsletter over at www.adventureswithspirit.com. If you do those four things, your name will be put in a drawing for us to read your tarot live on Instagram. Andrea, did you know that fours in tarot have to do with structure, stability, and manifestation? Well, Jessica, there is definitely power in the number four, and you can find out what your tarot cards will say with just those four easy steps. We can't wait to see what adventure Spirit has in store for you. Yeah, that it is all about alignment, that it's all about growth, that it's all about evolution, that it's all about experiencing things in my life that are going to help me lead me to these things then something happens that I can then trust that the universe is then conspiring to help me with what it is that I do want rather than maybe what it is that I think I want. And then it means that I can be less clingy about the hows and the whats and the wheres. When you have a new opportunity, how do you know whether to say yes or no? I'm Andrea Neville, and I have been taught by spirit that when a new opportunity presents itself, I was guided there. And I'm Jessica Paschke, and I firmly believe that everyone is intuitive. Everyone. In this podcast, we share spiritual adventures. And we invite you to share yours as well. You can submit your experiences or questions to adventureswithspirit.com. We will give you specific tools and practices so you can navigate your journey with more confidence. If you find the answers helpful, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you ready to be adventurous? Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures with Spirit. Spirit. Hello, hello. We've got a very special episode for you today. One of our most favorite people has agreed to come on to be our very first guest of season three. So we would like to say welcome to Melissa Amos. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Hi, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome. So, Melissa, not everybody knows who you are, shockingly. I feel like I see you everywhere (laughs) in a good way. We first met in Kyle's angel team, and we were mentors together in Kyle's angel team. And I, I, your work has evolved, but when I first met you, it was Akashic Records, and it still is, but you do all kinds of amazing things as well. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what your favorite thing is you're doing right now? My favorite thing. It's like picking a favorite child, isn't it? (laughs) It seems that my work has evolved into helping people unlock who they are and truly know who they are and what they're doing so that they can come into their own life of meaning and purpose. 
it is evolving you know since we first met I've taken spiritual counseling and I'm now taking spiritual psychotherapy so it's really evolving into this more healing and empowering approach it's really fantastic helping people discover actually quite how magical they are I love that I love that I love this the way you said that how magical they are yeah Well, and then it's interesting because that's part of what we've been talking about this season is understanding how magical you are and that journey that happens as you sort of dive in deep to recognize that magic. And you've been posting some really incredible posts on social media recently, and one of them caught Andrea's eye, didn't it, Andrea? It did. I got really excited. I got so excited. I texted Jessica and I said, I just commented on Melissa's, you know, Instagram post and we need her on now. So it was interesting, the synchronicity of it. We had, Jessica and I had just finished recording about the hanged man and the eight of cups. If you remember everybody listening to those episodes, which, you know, has to do with, with trusting and all that. So let me just read a little excerpt of this post and you'll see why that day I was just like, this is it. I'm taking it from the middle, knowing that I am aligning to my highest good that there are things I want to experience that move me up the vibrational scale, that there are things that I most certainly don't want to experience, but somehow by experiencing them, they help me move towards what really matters, growth, evolution, expansion, ascension, and some fun along the way. And that's when we land into trust, into deep surrender, that yes, the universe is continually delivering to us what it is we need. We just need to start with that initial alignment. I was just like, yes, yes, all of that. Yes, I love that. It was was very moving to me. Thank you, Melissa, for posting that. You read it beautifully. (laughs) I see it really touched me. (laughs) Andrea did text me right away and I wasn't able to get to it right away, but I was pondering actually the day that she texted me a lot about closed doors, this idea of closed doors or when we don't get what we want or what we think we want. And then Andrea was like, oh my gosh, you have to read this post. And it kind of fell in alignment with that post in in a different way. And I just thought, oh, this is lining up in such a magical way that we need to have a conversation about it. Because I was thinking of a time when we went to sell our house way back when we were living in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and um, we had like three deals fall through. And I was like, spirit, what's going on? We were scheduled to move to Alabama and We had gone to look at houses because we thought, you know, it was going to happen so easily. And then there was like a bunch of blizzards and then three different deals fell through and and it was very much out of our control. But I was just like, what in the world? And we could not sell this house to save our lives. And it was a beautiful house. There's nothing wrong with the house. And I'm calling all the angels, calling in my spirit guides. Anyway, turns out we got last minute orders to move to Alaska instead. And if we had bought this house in Alabama, if we had sold our house, we would have bought the house in Alabama and then had a house in Alabama and we would have been living in Alaska. It would have been such a mess. Like they saved my butt. But one of the things in that post that really caught my attention was this idea of like, what is actually going on? Can you elaborate a little bit and tell us what you mean when you say like, what is actually going on when we don't manifest something that we desire? 
For me, it all starts with what the intention is in the first place, because what I've discovered is the universe is always responding to us. It's always responding to everything that we are not just consciously thinking, but what is going on under the surface. You know, it's like where this big iceberg and what we think and what we consciously and those affirmations and those I'm going to buy a house and all of this stuff is like only like what, two, five, ten, maybe even 20 percent of what it is that we are um, we are actually putting out in the universe. And so the universe is constantly responding. There's always something going on. And if we aren't clear in the first place, like truly clear, not I want to buy a house, but truly clear about our intentions of our lives in general, then how does the universe know what to respond to? So if I take a step back from what's really going on, maybe maybe when we're not manifesting what we want, maybe it's because there's mixed messages going out there, perhaps. But if we take a step back and go, okay, what is my purpose here? This is where everything changed for me. When I was like, right, I am going to live a life led by soul. And it came to me one day and I thought, that sounds really fancy. Wouldn't that make a great social media post? I'm like, I'm going to, I live a soul led and I take inspired action. And I'm like, these are, these are beautiful words. And I I said them out loud. Who knew uh, what that would then, what that would then bring up for me? Because what then happened is things started to progress for me that it wasn't always what I thought I wanted. So let's go into a house, right? How do we know that if I really put all of my efforts into buying that house, how do I know that there's not a better house that's about to come along that by me focusing on that, do I think I can manifest that house? Probably by putting enough focus and attention and awareness, how do I know? But actually, if if my goal, my intention is, well, I live a life led by soul, yeah, that it is all about alignment, that it's all about growth, that it's all about evolution, that it's all about experiencing things in my life that are going to help me lead me to these things. Then something happens that I can then trust that the universe is then conspiring to help me with what it is that I do want rather than maybe what it is that I think I want. And then it means that I can be less clingy about the hows and the whats and the wheres. I love that. It's so beautifully said. I am thinking of all the people that we all encounter in our daily lives, personally or even professionally. And it's really hard to take, to realize, I think, for people that that 20% of the iceberg that is their head, where they're consciously thinking about what they want to manifest or create in their life, why that's not working when it is not in alignment with what's going on underneath, what's internal to you, what is really talking, the fear, the doubt, the control, which is going to undermine literally the affirmations that you're saying in your head, for instance. You know, living that soul-led life is just, I mean, that's, you're just speaking my language. I literally wrote it down when you were saying it because otherwise really, what is the, I don't know. I don't know what the point of life is if we're not leading from that perspective intentionally. The trouble is, is that we're not taught that. We're taught that that 20% that is our head is king. And actually, for most of us, that's what's loudest. That's the thing that's most compelling. That's the thing that's telling us all the logical stuff, which we prize. You know, we are these mammals that have a a human brain that, you know, that which makes us what better than all the other mammals because we can think and we can do all of these things. And so we've put our thoughts as king, but the universe doesn't just respond to our thoughts. The universe responds to all of it. Um, And all of it contains, yes, our thoughts, 
um, yes, our body and our emotions and our feeling, but also our our true intent, like the true intent, the, the thing that sits under it. Because I can be like, yeah, I want to buy the house or I want to manifest this thing or I want to become, you know, the number one podcast host in the world. Right. But then if underlying that is um, the fear of being seen or heard or the fear of, you know, being persecuted or, you know, all of these things that can happen, then what is the universe responding to? It's going to respond to the lower vibration, those fears and those doubts, because that's what's real for the person. Yes, that's what's real for the person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I do believe that the universe, that that a, um, how do I say this, that a positive thinking thought, you know, the, the ones that are filled with um, those higher vibrational, I spoke about the vibrational scale in that post. So those higher vibrational feelings, I don't think feelings are good or bad. I think they just are, but the higher vibrational ones, love, joy, bliss, acceptance, all, you know, all those, all those ones that we enjoy feeling. I do feel that they have a, a stronger charge. Mm, I do too. That when we focus on them, like one, one, like lower vibration of thought, one thought of shame or guilt or fear isn't going to outweigh, you know, your thought on, you know, positivity. I think it's the other way around. I think that these higher vibrational thoughts do carry a greater charge. But then if we're spending 80% of our time in the lower vibrational energies, um, then that's going to speak louder. So for me, it's about bringing that coherence between the brain, the body, the mind, the soul, the intentions, the actions that we're taking. It's, It's about finding that coherence. And that's not always just through an affirmation. That's often through this, the actions that we take, the healing journey, the stuff that we have to, you know, unpick in ourselves and the things that we often take as true that maybe aren't. And it's a journey, but it's certainly a journey that feels more aligned than mm-hmm. what we could be doing. Mm-hmm. I love that word. I even do a class called Living in Alignment. I mean, that's that word to me is, I do that every day. I want to be in alignment. Absolutely agree with you about how the universe is going to respond to the higher vibrational. However, how can you maybe avoid falling into the mindset that we sometimes do to ourselves about the universe isn't responding to me, it doesn't like me, or I don't deserve this, you know, when things aren't going as planned? It's like, what is the plan? What actually is the plan? What are are you planning? Is it that we are planning? I'm going to take another step back here as well. There's a few things going on. When we think we want something, do we really, really want it? Do we really want it? Or is it that we have been told we should want it because that's just what the you that's what we do. That's what humans do. You know, when I was growing up, uh, when I was in my you know early twenties, and I had everything on paper that I was told I had to have. I had the job, I had the car, I had the house, I had the future husband, and then the marriage, and then the kids. I had I had all of the things that I was told that I should have. Was I fulfilled? No. Not really. There were times like I had fun and, you know, it was not like it was all that so depressing, but there wasn't that joy, real real joy. There was just a ticking of boxes. And did I manifest things? Yes, I did. I manifested 
a car way beyond my means. Talk to me about that one day. Um, I manifested free Disney tickets, park hopper Disney tickets, jumping around in spring break and got on all the rides. I even manifested weather changes, like a whole weather change, like literally a climate change in <laughs> in one, in like two minutes, right? So things happened and the universe was responding to me when I was setting certain things out. However, what I learned is that things like, for example, I went for a job that on paper would have been perfect. I look back now and I think if I'd have got that job, I would have been like ground down into nothing. And I maybe wouldn't be, well, I probably would be here by now, but there would have been another diversion in there. And at the time I was like, the you know, it's not fair. I'm not sure as how much into manifestation I was back then, apart from parking fairies, but it, you know, it's not fair and blah, 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 and why can I get it and blah, blah, blah. But actually, when I think about the grand plan of what was it that I truly wanted, which was even back then to help people to feel fulfilled. I remember saying to an old boss, I want to work with who I want, when I want and how I want and really enjoy coming into work every day. That's what I wanted. And that actually was what the unit was responding to me when I didn't manifest the thing that I thought I wanted, because on paper, that would have made sense. I think too, something we need to take into consideration and chat a little bit about, because we see this happen in with our clients and even in our spiritual evolution collective is, like you said, we, we think we know what we want, or we've been told that we know what we want. So we see that kind of unfold where as you start on this journey of spiritual evolution and growth, you start to really look at those things, right? It's a process of like, is this really what I want? And what it, what do I want? So you you look at those things and you think, okay, this is my intention. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my intention, right? I don't really want those things. So I'm going to work with my purpose. I'm going to work with my intention. And then I'm going to have get X, Y, and Z, or it's going to look like A, B, and C. But I think that there's also this period that we don't talk a lot about out there. I mean, I know you do in your group and we do in ours, but sometimes we can set an intention that is for our highest and best. And in order to be in alignment with that intention, things have to fall apart. And we don't talk about that a lot out there, right? We talk about manifesting as everything lining up and going with the flow. But what happens in order to do that, if you have to fall apart first. Right. Because you can't build it on the rocky foundation. So sometimes the foundations need to come down. But this is this is where that alignment and trust comes in. Mm-hmm. Because if you've done the groundwork in the first place and you're like, and you know, sometimes it, it takes some trust and I I kind of feel like the universe certainly from my experience it gave me lots of like what do they call it like beginner's luck you know when you first start manifesting and you get you get like you're like this was the <laughs> Disney tickets and all of that stuff right you get the beginner's luck and it's like the universe is going yeah you like, see this works like you can park right in front of the event in the middle of London on a <laughs> weekend and it'll be amazing and everything will flow so you get this kind of beginner's luck I think um and for me I think that's coming as the universe giving you invitation like look it does work you can do it but then we have to set the main goal and I give you a clue that the main goal isn't a thing it's Mm -hmm. it's not a thing it's a way of being it's a it's a 
a frequency maybe a feeling or like all of this stuff because then when you've set that intent like with that job and when I was like oh you know I want to work with who I want when I want that was a true intention that was not I want that job that was a that was a truth that was aligned with me and I know it now to be true because that's what I do and it gives me such fulfillment and joy and expansion that even then when I didn't think it was possible it was true but in order to get from where I was then to where I am now I had to not get jobs that I thought on paper I was very well qualified for Um, I also had to leave a job that was had many tick boxes on paper and go and do something else which then turned out to be a little bit crappy because guess what if I'd have stayed in that job then I'd still be in there doing it having an easy ride and then it there was other things that happened which then led me to you know um, going through actually a really hard time um, because I was trying to cling on to something I think and things fell apart which in the moment was really tough and just not very nice to go through but had that not have happened I couldn't have created the life that was aligned to my truth. Because it would be holding you back. It would be against the intention, the truth, right? You had to shed the layers in order to get to the essence of what was really true for you. Right. And sometimes these things show up for you to know what you don't want. How did I come to the conclusion that I wanted to work with who I want, when I want and how I want? Because I was working not when I wanted. I had to work all the hours in the day, every day. Um, And it wasn't in the way I wanted because I had to follow some procedure that somebody in a tower once made up that this is the way that you do things. (laughs) I had to know what I didn't want. Like I had to be shown and, and experience what I didn't want in order to know what I did want. And so then then a course of action was set. And when that course course of action was set, because it was so aligned to me. So what I mean by that is it has this this power or this energy behind it. Right. Which then when you have a power behind it, it's plugged in. It has a drive as opposed to when we're trying to manifest, you know, out, you know, the shit out of it, you know, where it's like, well, then we're trying to apply force, which the universe I don't think really responds to. When we align to power and we plug ourselves in and we're like, yeah, okay, this is this is this is true, then then and you if you can get to that point, then you can be like, okay, well, maybe when things do fall apart, maybe when I don't get the house or don't get the job or the relationship breaks up or I find that I've missed the flight or whatever it is maybe that was what was meant to happen because I know, I know that I'm moving towards where it is that I want to go. I love that. And so you kind of take a, is it optimistic? I don't know that that's the word I want to use, but a higher perspective on, on things. I know recently with everything that's happening with me, I've switched into that, right? What you're talking about where you're, you're, Things may be falling apart, but you can also see how they're coming together at the same time. And it's giving me the ability to surrender to the situation right to trust that i'm being supported right and to stay in alignment with what i know to be true about myself right right yeah magic words it's a magic way of being and so for everybody listening do you have some methods or practices things that 
perhaps you've used to help align yourself with your highest good, your highest intention to that high vibration that brings in the manifesting? I'd love to give you a quick tip. And there are, and there are quick tips, but but then we're sticking plasters on things. So like the truth is for me is that it starts by really knowing yourself. And what do I mean by that? You know the voices that go on in your head. You know the things and you learn the things. We don't often know the things. We learn the things that really light us up. We we figure out what we're scared of because normally the thing we're scared of is where our greatest power lies. So we figure out what we what we're avoiding or you know where those aversions are or the thing that the inner critic loves to talk about, right? We figure that out and we learn it and we hear it and we feel it and we discover. So we know ourselves. That's the first thing. And by knowing ourselves, we also need to know what we're not. Yeah. So, you know, these, these uh, habits or beliefs or even values that we may have picked up, which have come from what our parents, society, our ancestry, our community, all of the stuff we learn and we go, okay, this was, this was this. And now actually then that doesn't feel good. And how do we do that? We come in the body and we really come in the body and we're like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is some fear, but it's not, it's not a contraction. It's a fear because, you know, it's the knowing yourself and testing things out and exploring one suggestion to help you with that. because it's very easy for me to say is to just listen to yourself talk, just listen to it. You know what? I did an exercise once and I wrote down, like every time I noticed myself talking, self-talking, I wrote it down. And it was amazing, the stuff that went on in my brain without me even paying attention. So we do that. Um, There's other work we can do body practices where we're literally, you know, you feel so body notices into the awareness and be like, okay, what's that about? Inquire, be inquisitive. This is your mind. This is your body. This is your energy. Like, but get to know it. Like you'd get to know a, a partner or a best friend. Like this is, you are the person that you live with. So get to know yourself first. Once you do that, actually, even before you do that, set the intent that you want to know yourself and that you want to love yourself and you want to live a life fulfilled or live a life aligned or live a life that's truly yours. That like the destiny, the destiny, the soul's destiny that you have, even if you don't know what it is yet, that you are taking everything that you've got and you are like I am going to fulfill this that's what I'm going to do because you know what when you do there'll be fulfillment and there won't be regrets there'll be I don't know I think that's where the secret lies so do that first and then when you do that every time you make a decision you go back to those lines of inquiry so yes we want our intuition to lead the way but you know what you know that brain that tells you all the things that's going to pipe up. So we listen to the brain because the brain's giving us very good information. The brain's telling us where we need more healing to happen. The brain's telling us where, you know, where our doubts or our our vibrational alignment really is. It's got a whole heap of information. It's not true. It's, It's not truth, the brain. It's just telling us it's got the whole heaps of opinion. So we listen to that. We give it a voice. We're like, hey, I hear you. Then we go in the body. And we're like, hey, what is going on? What do you want to tell me today? And when you give a line of communication to your body, it will keep on talking. Uh, So we do that and we discover what resistance is going on, what's happening in there. How am I feeling about this, all of this? And then we go to our intuition. I mean, I literally just say, okay, intuition, what do I need to know? And then you'll, you'll get some answer. And then I bring the guides 
and the angels and I love that though because you went in first very important before you went out it's key that's key skip that important step I see people skip it all the time just gonna go to my guides just gonna Mm -hmm. go to my angels which I love it that you have that connection right I I think that is a connection that is helpful but man, you gotta, you gotta observe, right? You've got to make that space for awareness. You have, or, or whatever they bring back and send to you isn't going to make a lot of sense because right. you haven't, you haven't taken the time to really dive in like you do and go within first. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Me too. The guides and the angels, they're only responding to you anyway. So if you don't know what it is that you're putting out there, how are you going to make it? They'll be like, they'll answer your question. You'll be like, what? are you talking about (laughs) and they're sitting there going you literally have just been telling me all the reasons why you can't do this and so I'm giving you some information because you've not heard yourself and felt yourself saying all of these things it thinks it's giving you like the answer to something else and so it's it's inwards first and and you know, I was I was just teaching a class on this um, in my group about intuition versus you know all these other things, and what came very apparent is the the brain voice or the mind voice or the logic voice or the ego voice or whatever. Like that is so much louder, and the body voice is so much louder. But you know what we're taught if we're you know if we're on this path of intuition. You will not hear your intuition if you don't give space to the loud stuff first. It's like trying to listen to your friend whisper with like in the middle of a concert. Like you've got to you've got to pick your moments. The answers are all in there. And if they're not, the answer to how to get what you need will be in there. But you need to give it space to find that out first. Brilliant. Lee said (laughs) I'm just, I'm just so I'm wrapped. You all can't see us, but I'm just wrapped (laughs) listening to Melissa. I'm going in my head. I'm going, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, The way you're saying that, you know, I like having another voice to present things in a different way Mm -hmm. so that everybody gets a chance to, to receive that message. But you have to get in your own way to get out of your own way to bring in that universal energy that supports you. Because if you're grabbing, I just love that. If you're grabbing for the energy outside of yourself without going within, you're missing the entire communication. The whole human experience happens in the body. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) We're human for a reason. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Otherwise, imagine this, right? Otherwise, we'd be reliant on the other humans so that we can get the messages down there to tell them, you know, what it is that's going on. At least when we're here, we have the physicality, we have a voice, we can move things. I don't have to like throw some feather down from above and beyond. I can literally go and pick a feather up and buy one from the shop. You've got to be here first. Um, and then the universe will respond to you like the universe is responding to you and actually if like like me I know I've come here and I've said I go within and I do all of this stuff but my natural way is to look outside of me I think for many of us this this is true and actually my guidance system can often be outside of me I get the most bizarre synchronicities I think you two do as well right yeah and I love that because it's such a confirmation for me of, of what it is that's that's going on. But if I'm not embodied, if I'm not here, present, I will miss every single one of them. 
because it all happens here first. And that gets disconnected when spiritual work is taught. They're talking about going up and they're going out and you're going into, you know, whatever, beyond the veil, beyond the whatever. But but the, the critical step is being in your body first. I would say some of the best mediums and psychics have a really good practice of embodiment. I'm just running through the list in my head of people I know, and they're very much working with their body tuning in with their body. It's not a disconnect at all, even if that's not what comes across, right? Right. You know, when we see people work behind the scenes, they very much are into embodiment. Right. Um, that's how you sure. bring it through. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. you have to have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. You wrote a book called Memoirs of a Mystic in Training. I did. And it really dives in to your spiritual evolution and all of this, the surrender, the manifesting, the alignment, the tuning into yourself first, understanding what you really want, navigating, discovering, uncovering your purpose. I mean, I was super lucky. I got to read it before everybody else. <laughs> I'm going to brag for a minute. <laughs> and it was great. It was lovely. There is an excerpt in the book that I think really ties in to today's conversation. And I think it takes it to the next level. Would you be open to reading that for us so that we can talk a little bit about it? Because I think it's the other missing piece of this conversation. And we touched on it a little bit, but we didn't dive into it. I would be honored and delighted. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. I hope you are all sitting comfortably. (laughs) Okay. So this is an excerpt from Memoirs of the Mystic in Training. I learned something recently. In the mystical and magical world of quantum physics, something doesn't manifest or occur until there's an observation of it. In the famous double split experiment, where a light was observed as both a particle and a wave, depending on what the experimenter was looking for, it showed that a thing isn't a thing until it was known to be a thing. And even then, it can be a different thing depending on what we expect. And you can find out more from the Thomas uh, Young's original experiment from 1801. So this information has been around a while. Now, isn't that interesting? That we have a potential, a series of probabilities and possibilities that are right there in the thought we are about to action or the word that we are about to speak. Depending on how we approach it and how we observe it will depend on whether it will go this way or that, whether it will become the particle or the wave, whether it will become the celebration or the failure, depending on what we expect. I wonder, as we begin to look at our life with this knowing, as we journey together through my experience in these words, if we begin to see this. Of course, life does bring its surprises, its miracles and its curveballs. As we adventure on, let's discover together what this means for us as we live this great life that we have been gifted. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you you for reading that. I mean, it really brings us back to this idea. I love the phrase, depending on what we expect, because isn't that just it (laughs) in a nutshell? If we expect it, right, to go one way, we're never, even if it wants to go a different direction, we'd never see it Mm. because we've anchored into what we think it will be. I really liked the statement also. And he says, depending on how we approach it and observe it. Yeah. Before we even have that expectation, I was like, 
Yes, because it's in the observation, which is what you had said earlier, that the magic really starts happening to then meet the expectations. Right. You know, I think that we often think of spiritual growth or our spiritual journeys or our evolutions. I'm just pondering, my, my, my wheels are turning. You can't see my face, but if you could, you'd see the gears actually turning. I think even with purpose, there's this expectation of, well, what is my purpose, right? What was I born with? What did I want to bring in with me? How do I know? How do I get it right? How do I know whatever? And, and this little chunk of writing sort of gives it, like, you have more control than you think yeah. in, in the sense of how your journey unfolds, right? Just by what you think, just by how you speak, just how you approach it, you observe it. It will all influence what unfolds next. And I think when you're n- new to spirituality, or even if you've been doing it for a while, you forget that. Mm. <laughs> you know how much how much power we truly have. Right. Not everything is faded. There are things we can't control. But even then, if, depending on your perspective, how you look at that, how you respond to that you can still get where you need to go. I don't know. I just do, I just think a miracle and a curveball, right? You said life brings surprises, miracles and curveballs. And I think a miracle and a curveball are actually closer together than we think. <laughs> There's not much difference between the two sometimes, you know? Going back to what you said, so from what Jessica just said, and then it's made me think of what you said earlier, Melissa. Don't you think that we are the power? And then when we plug in, as you say, to mm-hmm. that power, then that's where the magic, the manifestation, the trust really shows up. And I don't know that enough people realize that they are the first place, the first stop on the power line. Yes. They think maybe it's their guides or their angels or something outside of them when in reality, it was it's here you. all the time. It's yeah. you. It's you. <laughs> right. You're the only one living that this and you're the only one with your unique set of circumstances and cells and experiences and emotions and resources and all the stuff there's only you and why would you be given or why would you have had all of these experiences and resources and and ways of being if there wasn't something bigger why would you have all of these things if you're meant to be something different you're not meant to be something different. You're meant to just be more of you. And the only way we can become more of us is by understanding who we are, because otherwise we're just chasing someone else's dream and doing what they say. And, you know, even when it comes to these spiritual practices and these these techniques and these skills we can use, we're all going to have different ways of doing it because we're all made up of, okay, we're all made of stardust, but we're all made up of different things. So the key for me is know yourself. Number one, just know yourself. That sounds so easy, but that's a lifelong journey. And actually for me, writing the book helped me know myself. It was such a gift to myself because I realized even more so the thread that runs through my life and and some of the things that, you know, I questioned that I was like, oh, okay, well now, now I know, now I know all these years later, what's going on, but you don't need to write a book. You just need to know yourself. And this is where journaling or or counseling or coaching or, you know, talking to yourself, I do that a lot. And this is where that can come in really handy. 
back to that point on how we approach it, how we observe it, this is why it's so important to set that intention in the beginning, because then you can observe it from that point of, okay, well, I am a soul and I'm having this human experience. And I know that everything's working for me because I have literally set that what's an intent it's a course of action so I have literally set that course of action that I am here for my evolution and my growth um and my joy and um my my ascension I'm literally here from that so I can know in my heart that everything that's happening however wonky it is is somehow even if I don't understand it right now it is somehow helping me weave this tapestry of my life and it's interesting. I recorded a meditation today and and it just kind of came through. I didn't know what was going to happen. And we were going through this this web and then I rose uh, out of the out into a higher perspective. And what I could see coming down were those moments where we felt like we were stuck and we were like going round and round and round. When you think of this from a tapestry, what's going on is it's actually strengthening the bond right? It's like that weave, that thread is just going round and round. So now I've got a bit that has more impact, or it has more texture, or it has more a depth or colour. I saw that from rising higher in this in this perspective, or when we really went wonky, and this curveball came in, it's like, oh, okay, well, that made a really interesting pattern in that tapestry, which otherwise would have just been a straight line. And it would have just, you know, maybe not been quite as interesting or, well, actually that curveball then led me to, to cross paths with this other stitch, which then, you know, brought some other magic. That is how we change, how we approach and we observe things by having that knowing in the first place. And the only way we have that knowing in the first place is to know ourselves and how we know ourselves is we watch and we listen and we observe what's going on, because by doing that, two things happen. Not only do we know ourselves because we're learning how our voice speaks to us and how our body speaks to us and how we're really vibrating underneath, you know, that um, that 20 percent or less that we actually pay attention to. But also what happens is then we know ourselves, our I am our observer, because we start to realize that this voice and this experience and this, you know, critic and this all the stuff that's going on isn't us. Because if it was us, I wouldn't hear it because it'd just be me. It's like you wrapped the package up and said, here you go, everybody. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter, submit a question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Until next time, let spirit guide your adventure.